What sort of camera should I buy? How many lenses? What kind of lenses? What kind of other equipment do I need and how am I going to afford it? Well, hi, I'm Dallin. I'm kind of a dork, but I'm also a photographer, the owner of Red Fox Productions, a studio on the forefront of Atlanta photography. I've been doing photography as a career for about four years total. I've learned a lot over those four years, but one thing has really stood out to me. There are tons of videos out there that help you take better photos, but there's almost no information for people that want to take their art to the next level and do it professionally. On my blog and in these videos and podcasts, I'm going to tell you guys exactly how to set up and run your own photography business so that you can directly benefit from my experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, I'm not saying I'm an expert. I still have tons more to learn, but I figure maybe we can learn it together. I've had a good run in only four years and I've got plenty to say, so let's get started. Oh, and be sure to subscribe to this channel and check out my blog at redfoxpros.com blog if you're looking to turn your hobby into your profession. Now, today we're going to cover the basics, what you'll absolutely need to have before you can call yourself a photographer. But we got rid of those, fir what, those first couple questions. Mm. So what kind of camera should you buy? There's so many options and you can spend a ridiculous amount of time and money on your equipment. All you need to get started though is some basic high quality gear that will let you take some amazing all around photos, play around and improve. Altogether, you can get started in photography for less than a thousand bucks. So let's get to it. The first thing you'll need is a camera. Nowadays, these are mostly digital, but you can still find some old school film lovers out there. Props to you guys. At the end of the day, digital is cheaper, easier, and more versatile in terms of post-production. So that's really your best bet. As a beginner, you can get some compact, some decent compact digital cameras, but make sure that the one you get allows full manual control over any automatic function because you'll use it more and more as you start to get better. Even better though would be a lower end DSLR model. Now these will cost you about 200 to 500 bucks, but it should allow full control over the camera's shutter speed and lens aperture, which again is useful as you improve. Whichever you go for, just make sure that the one you get allows um, a tripod mount, which I think they all do these days, and a hands-free shutter release. Those are fun. Now we can chat for hours about cameras, but a basic model DSLR from a top brand like Canon or Nikon is perfect. I rock a Panasonic GH5 because I'm a fan of mirrorless cameras, and I'll explain what those are in another episode. Now if you do go for a DSLR model, the next thing to focus on is a lens. Now there's so many lenses on the market, and each one serves a specific purpose based on what you're taking a photo of. Ideally though, you'd start with two lenses, a zoom and a wide angle lens. But if you can't afford both, definitely go for the zoom, as these are the most versatile. But bear in mind that longer lengths will make the camera shake worse, and so a telephoto zoom lens with image stabilization technology would be very useful. For example, my favorite lens is this Olympus 12-100mm zoom lens. This one costs a little over a thousand bucks, so no it's not the cheapest lens, but it's got a huge range of focal lengths and can be used for almost any scenario. And it's got that sexy image stabilization that I love. For those of you that don't know what focal length means, by the way, it's the distance between the lens and the image sensor when the subject is in focus. But all you really need to know is that a larger number gives a bigger zoom, whereas lower numbers means the lens can be used for wide angle shots. As a second lens, I'd get a wide angle lens, but watch out with the super wide ones because they do distort your pictures, especially around the edges. My next video is going to be all about lenses, so keep an eye out for that one. Now the third thing you'll need is often overlooked, but essential for quality work, and that's a tripod. Now you don't need anything super fancy or heavy, I prefer lightweight tripods myself that weigh like two to four pounds. I've got this nifty Joby Gorilla Pod that I carry everywhere I go. It's super light and you can latch on to almost anywhere and will hold your camera steady in that position. 
Don't worry, I'll put links in the description for all of this. Now, before you go take some incredible pictures, you'll need to stick a memory card in that bitch. Now, for God's sakes, please get a high-quality memory card. There are lots of low-quality wannabes out there, so if you want a good rule of thumb, SanDisk is where it's at. The higher-priced cards means they write data faster, so get one that says Ultra or Pro and at least 64 gigabytes so that you don't run out of space mid-shoot. That's a real bummer. Almost done, you need an external hard drive to store all of your epic photos in one safe place. Depending on your enthusiasm, they can quickly add up in terms of memory. I use the WD My Passport drives and have again found them to be pretty reliable and high quality for a non-solid state hard drive, but if you have the money, you simply cannot beat solid state. And that's all. Now if you're looking to get serious about your photography as a hobby or a job, leave your thoughts in a comment below so I don't feel like I'm talking to a wall. I might make another podcast if this doesn't turn out like crap. Now if you live in the Atlanta area, hit me up, I'm always taking appointments. Thank you for watching and I'll see you all next time. Red Fox out.